Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now we are a proud member of the 143 podcast network How's it going, everybody? This is Joey Galvez, and I'm here with Albert Morales, and we are the House of Indie. This is our second part of Metal Shark Bro, and today, who do we have on the line, Albert? We've got the Bostial, Bob France. We, I don't know if that's an actual word, but we're going to go with it today. <laughs> Bostial? i got to look that one up. <laughs> I'm pulling words out of my backside, man. Come on. I'm, I'm quarantined in here. I've got sticky fingers from french fries and chili. It's, it's just not all good, man. It's not you know all what, good. You know what, though? I respect the poetic license of it all. Because, I mean, <laughs> being a writer, I feel like we make words up all the time. Especially, <laughs> especially like onomatopoeia, where, you know, what's the sound of fingernails scratching on a door? I don't know. <laughs> That's awesome. So what's been going on, man? Well, you got you got this uh, amazing book, Metal Shark Bro. Out. How how did? Yeah, man. Tell us a little bit how about that. that. Come about man. Well, hang on. You guys are speaking over each other. One at a time, please. Yeah, calm down, Albert. Albert's horrible about that, man. <laughs> it's also tough too because you can't really see each other. So, like, if you could see Albert, I bet it would be easier to do. If you guys were in the same room, it would be easier to do. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, over this platform, it can be difficult at times. Yeah, we're usually we're usually in the same room together. So, and and uh, we usually kind of point back and forth to each other. So, it's a whole lot yeah. easier. We're a little bit more professional when we're in the same room. Um, maybe I don't know about professional. Just a little. <laughs> But yeah, See, I know. Didn't didn't you guys talk to Kevin already, uh, the co-writer of Metal Shark Bro? We're gonna talk no, to him next. To yeah, we talked okay, to Walter. Kevin and I do a podcast occasionally. We haven't done one in, a, in quite a while, but we do a podcast called Word Bros, yeah. where we talk to where we talk to comic creators. And if you've ever listened to an episode of Word Bros, I do eighty five percent of the talking, and Kevin just sneaks <laughs> tries to sneak in where and when he can because I have a tendency to never shut up. <laughs> that's, but that's just me. That's just me. That's just me. <laughs> yeah, I actually I'm subscribed to Word Bros, man. So you're the one. You're the guy. That's amazing. Thank you so much. That's awesome. Yep, that's that's me. That's, that's me. That's that's where you're getting all your numbers from, man. <laughs> oh snap. <laughs> so yeah, me and Kevin were actually having a really good conversation last night. Um, we we uh, we fell asleep on the phone like we do with like when you. When you <laughs> But no, uh, we had a good conversation. We, I, I listened to a couple of you guys' episodes, and I'm like trying to get him to get you guys to revive that show, man, because it was it was pretty good. I liked it. Word, Word Bros is a lot of fun to do. I enjoy doing it. Um, sometimes it's you believe it or not. Sometimes it can be hard to get creators on the show. I've no, that was the hardest part for us is trying to find creators. I, I got to ask because I'm, I'm a little bit in the dark with the word bros. What, 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 was, what was that? 
Word Bros is a podcast that Kevin Cuff and I do. Uh, Kevin and I are co-writers. Uh, him and I co-wrote Metal Shark Bro together. We, that's, right. we just we just work together. We we have a good vibe going. But it's a podcast we do where we talk comics and we talk comic creating and we talk to artists and writers and letters and okay. editors and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, sometimes the the trick was finding guests and sometimes just. You know, it's just hard to do. And, and we don't want to do too many episodes gotcha. that are just Kevin and I talking about things. Because <laughs> yeah. I don't know how interesting that would be after a while. I mean, granted, <laughs> we can talk about a lot of things and we have a lot of things to say, especially to each other. But again, I don't know how interesting that would be for other people to listen to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's – we. In the beginning, we were like, "How are we going to do this?" Because we kind of, this this show is basically kind of the same thing. We we have creators come on, we talk to them about about their work, about the industry, things like that, and their projects. And I was like, "Well, the, won't that be a little difficult?" I don't want to knock on wood, and I might need to because it hasn't really uh, become a problem. Hasn't really been yet. a problem, yeah. not not quite yet. Um, but but we do what we do is we we record multiple episodes in one sitting in one day and we kind of pile them up. So I mean I guess that's that's kind of how we uh, gotten past that a little bit. So I, but I, the other the other part of that though is that I think that there's just a, a thirst for content as far as uh, um, not necessarily being the big two because most podcasts they want to talk to uh, you know guys that are part of the big two and and ours is really based on the on the independents and the independent creators. Um, and then there's just so many of us out there with fresh content that it it needs a it needs a platform to speak to or, or to uh, to kind of shout from, and and I think that the show really kind of helps do that. So I think that's that's kind of been our our, our bread and butter with bringing uh, people in. It's that's just, cool. Yeah. So. so you guys got it all figured out, and that's why. I'm no, here, so. no, no, no. There's still technical <laughs> difficulties every day or every yeah, right. week. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's 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 fun though, man. It's fun. So, but we're not That's here awesome. to talk to about our show. We're here to talk about you and Metal Shark. Oh, Bro. stop <laughs> it! Yeah, yeah. Yep. I mean, um, I don't know. Uh, Metal Shark Bro is a it's a lot of fun. We just wrapped up the the second volume. Uh, we were hit much like society was with the uh, the COVID nineteen virus thing. Yeah. Um, so everything's kind of come to a screeching halt. Um, because you know, there's no, there's no shipping, there's no publishing, there's none, nothing. So, but the book is done. So that's the cool part. Um, which is, so once everything starts getting back to normal and hopefully they do, uh, we'll be ready to roll this thing out. We're really excited about it. Yeah, man. I've, I've, uh, recently been reading, uh, the first volume and we we uh, just finished talking to Walter about the artwork and all that good stuff and his creative uh, his creativity that he put into the book. Did he say nice things about me? Um, no, I don't think he said one nice thing at all. Yeah, it was all bad. He, was all bad. Son of a biscuit! <laughs> I knew it. Can't, something, about, can't. something about one a.m. one, 1 a.m. morning calls and just like you know. Well, first off, if anybody's given, if anybody's calling anybody at 1 a.m., it's Walter. Walter is, is, a, is a machine. That dude works like 24 hours a day, seven days a week. I'll be laying in bed and my phone will beep at like 2 o'clock in the morning and it's Walter going, why does this guy have to come in on the left? And I'm like, dude, it's 2 o'clock in the morning, Walter. Like, go to bed. Like, just go to bed. I don't know why he's coming in on the left. Just go to sleep. <laughs> That's hilarious, wow. man. <laughs> so I want to know 
How, who came up with Metal Shark, bro? You know, man, we were blessed by the gods of rock and roll radio <laughs> where Metal Shark Bro was born. Uh, Kevin, this this story, I feel like I've told this story like a thousand times, but I love telling it. And the cool part is it's all true. Like it's a real story. This really happened. There is a comic con in Hampton, Virginia called the Hampton Comic Con creatively named. It's a one day show. Okay. <laughs> The guy who runs the show is a dear friend of mine. I live in Cincinnati, Ohio, which is about 10 hours away from, um, from Hampton, Virginia by car. The first time that he did the Hampton Comic Con, it was a one-day show. So I did this show because it's going back home because I lived in Hampton. I'm from that area. So being in that area, I get to see old friends and stuff like that. So I did this show. It's a one-day show. Um, I was up all night with my friends being goofy, having fun. Cause you know how it is when you go to a comic con, it's like a sleepover. It's like 10 year old yeah. girls sleeping over. You just, <laughs> you just giggle, eat pizza and chit chat all night. So this is go. what we did. It's an early Sunday morning. I'm driving back to Cincinnati, Ohio, and I'm listening to the radio and they were playing ACDC. I think it was like dirty deeds done dirt cheap or something like that. I don't know, mm -hmm. but it was a really great ACDC song. And I'm a big ACDC fan, so I'm not going to change the station if ACDC is on. <laughs> so as soon as the song's over, the DJ pops back up and the DJ says, hey, man, that was ACDC with, you know, Dirty Deeds Done Dirt Cheap. And, um, you know, man, sci I just read this in the news that scientists put speakers in the water to see how the sharks respond to the sound waves and, and come to find out sharks dig metal. Coming up next, we got Cheap Trick. And, the who. <laughs> and I heard this and it was like five o'clock in the morning and I was just punch drunk and giggly. And I called <laughs> Kevin who I knew would be up because at the time he was, a, he had a Coke route. He delivered Coca-Cola, yeah. Coca-Cola products. So I called Kevin. I knew he'd be awake and I'm just giggling hysterically. And I tell him, Kevin, 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 sharks like metal, sharks like metal. <laughs> He's like, what are, you, what are you talking about? And I told him the story just as I told you. And I was like, dude, sharks like metal we need to make this comic book so, <laughs> so for the next like 10 hours kevin and i were on the phone uh basically outlining this first book that you have in your hand we we did that over like an eight hour drive through the mountains of west virginia and the hills of kentucky and we got it done and so i came home and i told my nice. wife about it and then we just started writing it and it was a lot of fun to to jump into so that's so how that's Metal how Shark Bro was born. What was your What was your wife's thoughts on it when you were explaining it to her? Uh, she thought it was awesome, uh, <laughs> but she's we've been together for a very long time, and she knows how my brain works, and she knows like the things <laughs> that get me really excited creatively. And a shark created by Satan to kill things is <laughs> kind of right up my alley. So she knew that it was something to do and something that we would get done, and we did, man. And like we hooked up with Walter. Walter had been on our radar for quite some time. Uh, Kevin was a big fan of his work. I really like Walter's work. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we were kind of kicking ideas around about doing stuff because when, when Kevin and I will approach an artist who we enjoy their work, the first question we always ask is, hey, what do you want to draw? Like, what do you like to draw? Because mm -hmm. the last thing you want to do is ask, not ask that question and stick an artist with cars and buildings and horses and shit like yeah. that they don't want to yeah. draw. So we very much asked Walter, like, what are you into drawing? And he's like, I like this and this and this. And this. So we kicked some ideas around and nothing really worked. So finally, we were just like, hey, let's, uh, we had another artist attached to Metal Shark Bro who fell out. He got really busy, so he couldn't do it. Um, so we we pitched the idea to Walter and he instantly was like, Yeah, I love it. Let's do it. So that's awesome. 
Sweet. That yeah, is way so cool, it was really man. cool, man. And I think the project, yeah, the project benefited from Walter tremendously because I mean, the stuff that we had from the original artist was cool, mm. but Walter's stuff is next level, yeah. just trippy, fun, crazy <laughs> stuff that I couldn't even imagine in my wildest dreams, this looking like, and this being. So Walter did a lot of the heavy lifting. Um, and, and the, the guy's just super talented and he just works. It was, it's, it was a wonderful process. Yeah. Nice. So, so I was talking with Kevin a little bit and he gave me a little bit of uh background. I didn't want to want to uh, pry too much because I wanted to, you know, I needed the content for the show. Uh, so sure. we're, we're going to talk about it later. But from your perspective, I wanted to know, how did you and Kevin uh, get hooked up together? Kevin and I met through a mutual friend, a guy named an artist named Drew Moss. You yeah. probably know Drew. He's doing a bunch of books. He's super yeah. talented. He's a wonderful guy. Yeah, uh, Drew. Yeah, yeah. So you know Drew. So we met yeah. through Drew. Um, we were doing a comic show in Pennsylvania, in Altoona, Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, Ke- Drew brought Kevin along, and Kevin and I just kind of hit it off. Kevin was a writer. I'm a writer. Um, we both kind of had similar interests and similar kind of perspectives on comics, even yeah. though sometimes I think Kevin wants to be a serious writer and I'm, I'm more happy being, <laughs> I'm more happy being a comedic writer, if that makes sense. Um, but we just kind of hit it off and started chit chatting about it. And we just kind of said, Hey man, let's, let's work together. Let's do some stuff together. Cause we can split costs. You know, we can work on two things at once. Mm-hmm. Um, he was in a band for a very long time. So he understands the the concept and the importance of kind of working with other people. I did a radio show for 10 years with four other people. So I, I like the idea of having your initial concept, mm-hmm. but kind of playing tennis with it and batting it around. Yeah. Because as you talk it out and as you bat it around, things kind of build out. and build and build. And yeah, so th- uh, uh, something that might not have worked initially after you talk to your co-writer with it for... 10, 15, 20 minutes, two hours could turn into something really wonderful. And that's kind of what happened with Metal Shark, bro. Nice. I was talking to, we were, we were talking to, uh, to Walter and I had accredited it to like, um, I was giving you guys a lot of credit because I, I saw the book at like four in the morning, the, just the title alone, Metal Shark, bro. And I was just like, I got to get into this book. And I started championing that book. And I think I was bugging the hell out of Walter online on Facebook. I was like, dude, tell me more, tell me more, tell me more. And um, uh, so anybody that I would come across whenever they would ask me what I'm reading, the first thing out of my mouth was Metal Shark Bro. And um, hit up a couple of guys on the at uh, the local comic shops. Hey, do you guys got this book in? I think that the book for me is just a lot of fun. And, and this is something, again, we mentioned to, to Walter earlier. It has that, that 80s vibe of... Uh, just you know the with the anamorphic stuff but it's just just an all-around fun book do you see the stuff going the same route as uh say like a ninja turtles you know where it gets the uh gets the toy treatment the animation treatment that would be cool i'm not gonna lie to you um to have to create something that had a lack because i mean ninja turtles have been around for 35 years or something crazy like that so to create something that had that kind of lasting appeal would be wonderful um, I just want people to read the book. That's all I really want. Like, I, it's a com, it's a comic. When people say like, "Oh, I could see this being a cartoon," or "Oh, this needs to be on Adult Swim," that's fine and dandy, man. That 
am I recording? Yes, okay, I'm still recording. That's awesome. <laughs> I'm super excited about that. But at the same time, too, if people don't read the book, if people right. don't back the Kickstarter, when we run them, the level, then yeah. we can't get to the next level. So for me, the most important thing is just being a comic book, just continuing to make books. Uh, yeah. Last, no, it was two two years ago, we we funded issue or volume one, which was amazing. And then last summer we did volume two. We were talking maybe about doing volume three. I don't know. Uh, but I mean, I want to do this book as long as we can. I know right now, this is for Walter probably doesn't want to draw more metal shark pro because he's, <laughs> because for me and Kevin, it's something, I mean, dude, I can bang out a metal shark pro issue in a month, you know, in, in two weeks, Walter has to live with this thing for, you know, yeah. for months on end. So when we get to the end of the saga, the last thing you want to do is go, Hey, let's do more of this thing. Cause Walter's going to shut that down. <laughs> give it a month, give it a month or two. And then he misses metal shark pro. Cause everybody loves metal shark pro. That's the thing. So uh, you you said that you you just you you came up with this epiphany of of uh, Metal Shark Bro. I don't know. So how how did this kind of unfold? Did, what is your create creative uh, uh, flow with Kevin when it comes to to uh, banging this story out? Uh, with Metal Shark Bro, it was pretty simple. It was just trying to make the other person laugh. Okay. Like with with the concept being ridiculous, just continue on the ridiculousness of it. I look at it like Looney Tunes. I don't know if you guys are Looney Tunes fans. I'm a huge Bugs Bunny fan. In the Bugs Bunny universe, Bugs Bunny can do anything. Bugs Bunny, Bugs Bunny can breathe in space. Bugs Bunny can play baseball. Yeah. Bugs Bunny can fight bulls. Bugs Bunny can live in any kind of time frame in any kind of world. He can do all. I kind of think of Metal Shark Bro in the same way. There's the only thing that's not the only thing that Metal Shark Bro can't do is what you don't allow him to do. Yeah, right. Because no one is going to come at you and go, "Oh, that doesn't make any sense. How could that happen?" It's like, dude, we're talking <laughs> about an uh, anthropomorphic shark that that kills. <laughs> people and demons yeah. bro like there's no <laughs> rationale here like anything can go in this kind of universe so kevin and i just kept kind of pushing the envelope further and further and further mm -hmm. to see how far we could take it and there were points where we had to dial it back a little bit but we were just like dude let's just make this book as fun and as ridiculous and as and as enjoyable to us as possible because we're the audience at first when we're doing that book we are the audience so we just kept kind of building and building and building and i couldn't be happier with volume one and volume two i'll, I'll say it volume two is even better wow yeah i'm really looking forward to volume two uh as a matter of fact uh walter said it was out on digital already yeah if you back the kickstarter you have all four issues of metal shark bro waiting for you to consume as pdfs the again the print who knows when it's going to get printed who knows when it'll be out in comic shops we we're supposed to have a june release but since previews mm -hmm. and diamond isn't shipping anything or they're not doing anything i don't know what's happening with that but volume two issue one should be out in stores sometimes in 2020 nice but but we could still we could still go out there and and pre-order it though right i mean i i dude i don't even know I, I guess you can you can ask your comic shop but i don't i have no idea like that's the thing right now like yeah. everything is just so kind of up in the air yeah. i don't know if the previews for that month hit stores before everything shut down yeah. i i don't know like i and it's hard to even get a straight answer because there's yeah. just so much stuff going on that it's just kind of one of those things that just seems to be up in the air at the moment. But Metal Shark Pro yeah. Volume 2 will be out in store sometime this year, man. It's going to be wonderful. There was a, another book that came out around the same time, Grizzly Shark and uh, that Sea Bear stuff from Ryan Otley and stuff like that. 
when you guys saw that, when you guys, I, I, I lost, we, I lost his connection, but kind of got what he was right. saying. Um, yeah, I mean, like, I just don't kind of worry about stuff like that. Like a uh, grizzly like shark. Around fun. I mean, yeah. Grizzly shark came out. I want to say that came out like in 2016. And from what I understand, cause I have the first couple issues and it was super fun. Um, it's just a shark in the woods killing people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like our book, and then like we get compared a lot to Murder <laughs> Falcon, but Murder Falcon is a higher concept than Metal Shark Bro. And I'm not saying that to knock my own work. Metal Shark Bro is simple. It's a story of revenge. Um, you know, it's, right, it's right. It, and and they're so kind of different in execution. Like Metal Shark Bro is a guy is a shark who ate a dude who sold his soul to Satan. So he gets turned into this anthropomorphic shark guy. So it's different enough, but I, there, there are similarities. And I remember seeing um, murder Falcon and I loved Daniel Warren Johnson. And I saw that book. Yeah. It got announced while we were running our Kickstarter and we were nice. just like, Motherfucker. Like, Motherfucker. <laughs> like, why does that guy have to be so talented and amazing? But his book is completely different from our book. Um, you know, I always kind of compare our book again to, you know, if, if you're into kind of, it's got more of a Lobo vibe than anything else. Yeah, it uh, does. Just, just it kind does. of the ridiculousness of it all, you know? Yeah. Um, so that's kind of the way that we're just running this thing out. Honestly, in, the, in this in this day and age right now, um, I think, to be really honest, I think that's what everybody needs. They need that, uh, that looseness. They need that uh, something not so serious. And, and for me... Metal Shark Bro really brings that. I mean, it's such a cool book and such fun to have. Um, I don't, I don't, you know, I could read a Batman book, but it's, it's, it's always the same thing. And it's always kind of like, eh, well, whatever. But, uh, you know, the times right now call for something a little bit more light. Um, <laughs> not saying it's not, not saying that it's light in the boots, but I'm just saying, you know, oh, it's, not it's at just all. a fun read. Well, that's what we set out to do. So, like, if yeah, yeah. if someone reads the book and go, "Oh man, this thing is really just dumb and, and super fun," you, and I, <laughs> we take that as a compliment because that's what we were yeah. trying to do. Yeah. Like, if someone yeah, yeah, reads yeah. and like, and again, sometimes people get turned off by even the title and the concept of it. Like, <laughs> what Satan and yeah. Metal Shark, bro? What is that all about? <laughs> and then you kind of have to break it down. Like, this is where we're going. This is what we're looking at. Yeah. But I mean, the people who the, the the one thing that I found out about Metal Shark Bro, just like selling it at cons and meeting people, are the people who get it really get it and they yeah. really dig it, mm-hmm. and that's what makes me the most excited about it because they get excited as I do, and believe me, I get super excited about Metal Shark Bro. So when other cats, when other people pick up on it, man, I I I, I get it. it. It works. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was bugging the hell out of Walter because I was like, I really got to do something for Metal Shark Bro. I don't care what it is. I don't care if it's a pinup. I don't care if it's a, if it's a, if it's a something. It's just something I really enjoyed when it was from the start, from the get go. It was just something that caught me. Well, that's what happened with um, Volume One when we were rolling this thing out. Like people would just see the character, like they would yeah. see Walter's design, yeah. and artists would get fired up and like, dude, I have to draw this. <laughs> so people, I mean, dude, I was being bombarded. Walter was being bombarded. Kevin was being bombarded with artists just giving us artwork. Like, dude, I just wanted to draw it. Like, I just yeah. want to draw Metal Shark, bro. So, you know, here's here's my rendition. And I have files on my computer just of different guys just sending me Metal Shark Bros because they just wanted to draw it and be a part of it. And that's that's when I kind of knew that we had something yeah. fun nice. and we had something cool. And people just see the design and the shark and the eyeball with wings. What the hell is that thing all yeah. about? You know, and like, cool, man, we're, we're on to something here. So it's been it's been a really fun ride, man. It's been it's been really cool. I really dig it. I uh, with the whole 
craziness of no diamond, no comic shops, all this stuff. I've been stressing, uh, you know, uh, my shop is really cool because they kind of partnered with Previews World and we have the app and, and they gave us all the availability to kind of order our books on our own and then it goes through them. So, oh, that's uh, cool. Yeah, it's really cool because I just click on the app and I'm like, ooh, I like this book. And I want to order it. So I, I've been, you know, I, you know, what I've been is doing is, is, is I've still been ordering books that I like that I see. So I'm like, I need to go see if this Metal Shock Bro is in previews world still so that I can order it. And, and I've been stressing people, hey, don't, don't just stop doing what you do because then, then there's going to be a gap of when, when, uh, when these books, when this world comes back to normal, uh, we're not going to get the books that we wanted because now we're going to have to kind of reel back and figure out how to get those books back into our, into our shops and into our hands again. So I've been telling everybody, Hey, you know, if you can, if they're, they're still in previews world, order them. Uh, the worst they're going to do is say no. Right. Yeah. I just found the previews page for it. Here it is. Um, yeah. So metal shark bro Two number one assault on Hamzig Island is available. It says shops. It'll be in shops June 17th. I have no idea. So, um, so get yeah, out there and order a, it. It's got a code. So, um, yeah, April, 2020, 24. So that's it. That's nice. the first time I've seen it. So I had no so, idea. So yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go and throw it in my, uh, in my, uh, in my shop, man. I mean, in my, thanks man. My I mean, like, we're, we're really excited about the second volume um, because spoilers, if you read the first book at the end, Satan turns metal shark bro back into a shark. Okay. <laughs> so that's what happens at the end of the book. He, he completes his quest. His goal is to be a shark. Satan turns him back into a shark. Um, but so then that we kind of got trapped with, well, how are we going to do a second volume? Oh, yeah. Right. So the, the idea was, well, we'll figure it out. And so <laughs> what happens is, we had to come up with a way to get Metal Shark Bro back into action. So how do you do that? Who's his only pal in the whole wide world? Ira. So Ira is kind of used as a bait to bring Metal Shark Bro back into his realm. Yeah. And it's really fun, man. The, the, the journey we go on is, is very cool. I'm excited about it. That's cool. <laughs> What's your general approach to, uh, to writing? Like, uh, do you put something on do you play some uh, music do you what, what's your general approach what i'll do man is i'll kind of kick an idea around in my head for a while um so when i sit down and write it out i pretty much have things down how i want to do it um so like i could go two days without writing but i'm always constantly thinking of the next beat the next line the next the next kind of rhythm in the story that i want to get to how should this scene end so then when i sit down it's all laid out kind of in my head. I'll write down like random pieces of dialogue and things like that on paper or just type stuff out. But yeah, man, it's just kind of, sometimes it comes in waves and sometimes it's, it's like pulling teeth, but you know, with Kevin around, uh, we can kind of bounce things off but we can make that hot tag where it's like, all right, dude, you know, I'm done, man. Hop on in and see what you want to do with this thing. Or like, Hey man, I got an idea here, but I can't really figure this out. What should we do? And we just kind of bounce things off of each other that way. So it really works. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, um, so being that, uh, you got a tag team partner there, where do you do your best thinking at? Um, most of the time, man, I'm in the shower, but I mean, I, I, I write a lot at work <laughs> to be honest with you. Like I have kind of a chill job. Um, so a lot of the times I'm just sitting there at work, man, I got to look busy. I got to do something. <laughs> I mean, I wrote, 
I wrote all four volume. I wrote all four issues of the new Metal Shark Pro at work. Just, you know, I got a nine to five. I just kind of hang out and, you know, just get it done. And I, I was able to rock it out. And it was a lot of fun, man. It, you know, it was, it, was a, it was a fun process because I had, Kevin and I had ideas of what we wanted volume two to be. Mm-hmm. But then when we tried to put those ideas into practice, it didn't work. So we kind of had to go back and kind of reboot some of it, kind of rethink what we wanted to do. And I'm, and I'm super excited about the way it turned out. It's just a lot of fun. That's nice. awesome. So I need to know, how did you come up with Ira? That was all Kevin. Um, Kevin, we were talking and he's like, Metal Shark Bro needs a friend. And I was like, all right, cool. What should it be? What should it be? And he was like, what about like I can't think of anything more metal than an eyeball with bat wings? And I was like, all right, <laughs> and that's just kind of how it happened. Like it was, it was something that kind of basic, and then we just kind of figured out where are we going to put him in the story. Oh, we can put him here with the wizard, and like mm. he's the the goat wizard's familiar, and then blah blah blah, and then they just kind of become pals and and move along. The story's really about it's a bromance between the two of them. They they love each other very much, you know. Um, <laughs> And so, yeah, so that's where Ira came about. And then it was Walter's idea to give him a t- uh, the bowler hat because yeah. Walter drew him and he's like, for some reason, I just think he has the hat. And we said, okay, right, cool. <laughs> so we just kind of went with it. And that's the way working on this book has kind of been. It's just been very much like, okay, here's the original idea and here's what it turned into. How did we get there? I don't really remember all the particulars, <laughs> but it's just hitting the ball back and forth to each other. Like I said, like the tennis analogy, like we're just playing tennis here. And then once the the everything the dust kind of settles we have what we have and it just really worked out well so would you say that that the uh i don't i don't know maybe it's just the, the the bromance between uh ira metal shark bro would be a comparison to between you and kevin's <laughs> bromance i guess you i guess you can make that analogy sure like you know we're we're friends till the end um <laughs> You know, we're always going to be there for one another. We may break each other's stones and have a good time. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, yeah, I guess. I mean, yeah, maybe Metal Shark Bro and Ira's relationship is a better for for Kevin and I. <laughs> so who, I mean, who is who is Metal Shark Bro and who is Ke- uh, Ira? It depends. You know, it depends <laughs> on uh, the, the situation. Sometimes Kevin could be more cool, calm, and collective than I can be. Sometimes, um, you know, I'm more of a a social butterfly and I like Kevin, you know, kind of lay in the cut. It just depends on what it is, man. It just depends on the situation. We can all be metal shark, bro. That's the cool part. Awesome. So I have a, I've got a question for you. That's a little off topic because yeah, it's, man. it's, it's something that I witnessed over the weekend that I found to be a complete atrocity, complete atrocity. There was maybe like two or three highlights, but did you watch WrestleMania at all? Yes, I did. What did you think? Well, there's so much to kind of digest with WrestleMania. Um, <laughs> no, sir. No, sir. <laughs> um, I really enjoyed the Boneyard match. I thought that was something yes. that... The oh, under- my God. No. I thought it was something... The- well, because I was also a big fan of Lucha Underground. I mm. love Lucha Underground. My man. And when I watched the Boneyard match, <laughs> I just said to myself, the- these guys watched a lot of Lucha Underground, and that's basically what that was. When you so say it I- that way, yeah. I kind of dug it. I like the idea of it because I, I've never been the biggest Undertaker fan. I know that sounds kind of sacrilege almost, but I've never really kind of connected with the character. Come on. Um, And the last, (laughs) the last thing I want to do is watch a 55 year old Undertaker in the ring, trying to wrestle a match because he's not going to have the match he had against HBK 
10 years ago. He's not going to have these kind of epic battles anymore. So if you can put him in a different situation where it's a more controlled environment, where it's just a B movie where he can be a total BA beating up AJ Styles, Luke Gallows and, you know, Anderson, then that's awesome. Then you can get right. the you can get the point across because the most important yeah. part about the Undertaker is the character, mm-hmm. and right. and the Boneyard match preserved and enhanced the character of the Undertaker. So I really like yeah. that. I thought I thought the Kevin Owens, um, uh, uh, Seth Rollins match was amazing. Mm-hmm. The, the Charlotte Flair match against yeah, was a good um, match. against Rhea Ripley was fantastic. Yep. Um, I really love. I don't know why, but I love Sami Zayn. Like, like he, he plays that chicken shit heel like yeah. so perfectly yeah. and he played his part to, to the T and the fact that he beat Dan, I mean, cause anybody, I could have a good match with Daniel Bryant. Like, right. so putting those two guys together was really fun to watch. And then the Firefly Funhouse was kind of amazing. You like that? I, I oh. did. I did. Oh. It was, it was, was a, a nightmare, lot of, bro. It, nightmare. It was a, it was a see, lot see of inside it was a lot of inside baseball, like a lot of kind of like in jokes and, and secret references and things of that nature. But again, like I think the character of Bray Wyatt of the fiend is really great. He's only had one good match with Daniel Bryan. Like the yeah. match, the hell in the cell match with Rollins was bad. Like it was just bad. It was a bad right. match. Um, the match he had with Goldberg was just dumb. <laughs> but it, it, it kind of, but it served its purpose because it got us here. So I, I don't want to watch some of these guys perform. If you're a better character, I don't need to see you in the ring. If I want to watch wrestling, I'll watch New Japan. Like I'll, <laughs> I have the new, I have the new Japan app. I can watch, you know, Okada do Rainmakers on the whole wide world and be super happy. <laughs> some, sometimes I just need some character work, and I think. <laughs> The Fiend is a great character. I don't know if he's a great worker, if that makes sense. He's a great mind. He has a great mind for wrestling. Is he yeah. a great wrestler? I don't know. I mean, he's I think, had one. No, no. I, I mean, if you look at the character as a whole, just the, the guy himself, I think he is a really good wrestler. Um, he's got a lot of movement and a lot of flexibility. It, it's, uh, it's heavy machinery, the the big guy. Uh, yeah, that, Otis, Otis. Yeah. That guy can move for a big guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I, I yeah. was just like, holy smokes. <laughs> I, I liked a lot of the same matches you did. Uh, I, you've convinced me on the Undertaker match, I will say, sir. And the thing is, too, it's like, you know, man, they kind of had to make do with the situation. Like, do you want to watch The Fiend and, and John Cena fight no. in, in an empty arena? Or do you, you need a crowd for that, I think, too, to some extent? You know, I was really kind of bummed out about the, um, the uh, RKO... Oh yeah, yeah. That, that match. match was kind of cringeworthy in, in some points. I was like, oh man, it's like Dude, I could be was, a complete mark, but his neck is like. I was like, God, ugh. it was yeah. thirty-five minutes long. Dude, like, that was that was, that one. Besides the boneyard match, I think that was my my favorite one. Really? Uh, only because I know for a fact that these guys are really great friends out in and outside of the ring. Mm-hmm. Uh, like they have they, they have a bromance. Like seriously, like they, they yeah. go to each other's houses and and I think this is this is the Edge's last match, honestly. See, but um, the thing think- that the thing that bums me out about that though is out of all the matches at WrestleMania that needed a crowd, it was that one. Yeah. Like you needed that edge. You needed that edge pop. Like before all this stuff happened, when Randy Orton hit edge with the chair, that was great. Like that was some great crowd work. That was great (laughs) heel work. 
Yeah. And the fact that Randy Orton didn't get that moment in front of 80,000 people yeah. at wherever they were in Tampa, that kind of bummed me out. So I hope we get, I hope they stretch this feud out. I would like to see more of it because I want to see him actually in a ring. I want to see him fight in a yeah. ring yeah. with the crowd <laughs> to get the pops, to get the heat. So, yeah, you but, know, but honestly, it, when you have a match like that, when it's no holds barred and it goes uh, into the the inner workings of the stadium and things like that, you don't have a crowd. I mean, I remember watching yeah. a lot of like uh, WCW yeah. matches and things like that. So all those things that that we wanted, it's all for us who are watching it on TV. We hear the crowd, but when they're actually doing it, they don't hear the crowd. So I, I think it kind of it would would have been the, the same for them. Uh, but after watching it back back on the TV, I think then then you would have had that kind of feel of the crowd, you know, egging them on and and all the pops and and oh, you know what I mean. But I, I think that was more for us on, on that end. Um, I feel I feel really bad about Drew McIntyre. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I, I mean, to 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 be there in the beginning. I mean, if you guys watch that whole twenty four thing on him. You know, it was like, you know, he leaves the company, he learns a lot of lessons, comes back, finally going to get the, the strap, but it's to, uh, it's to, uh, it's to no one, you know, it's there's no crowd room, yeah. to feed into. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And yeah. it's like, oh man. So I really hope they keep the strap on him for a good while until this is over. I would hope just to give him a chance, man. I mean, come on, you got to <laughs> feed him a little bit, you know what I mean? No, I mean, yeah, um, I feel you on that one too, you know? But I think considering under the circumstances, I think they did a really great job with the with the production of it all and the way it kind of worked out. So I was I was overall uh, I didn't I had really low expectations. Yeah. And <laughs> WrestleMania, they they did a good job. I was I was happy. With it. I, I, on, I the only thing I, I, I wish they would have played music during the matches. Yeah, on on a on a production <laughs> standpoint, on a production, they did great. Uh, you know, for me. I, I mean, I, I, I watched wrestling in the 90s, man, when it was at its height, that whole I, I watched it during the time that they had the Monday Night Wars and all that stuff. You know what I mean? With WCW, NWO, Monday Night Raw, Monday Night Re- Nitro, um, you know, all that stuff. And and it just going back and I, and I just recently started watching again. It, it does. It does not have the same feel anymore for me. Uh, it does not. So watching this WrestleMania, I was just, I was, I think because I was such a uh, little bit of an old school '90s uh, wrestling fan, it kind of disappointed me more than than some people who actually watch it now. Um, but I think that was my expectation going into it. I was already going into it, uh, kind of like uh, it's not going to be. I already had this negative connotation going inside watching this so i was like mm, it was cringeworthy every match was cringeworthy to me except for those two matches but i mean that's my horrible opinion no <laughs> yeah, yeah but i mean opinions are like voices we all have them different kinds yeah you know? so don't feel don't feel that way about it at all friend you suck it you suck it. <laughs> <laughs> no it's i mean it's a different era though it really is a different era um and that's just the way you got to take it. It's just, again, going to slide back into comics. It's just mm-hmm. a completely different era. Yeah. There was an era when there was a time when the big two were, that's all there was. Then it moved into the image, the image era where everything was uh, the in your face splash pages. And then now we're, I think now with the big two, you're doing, um, you still, you've kind of got a blandness to some of the product, and it's kind of showing. And uh, 
the reason again it's showing is again in comparison with the wrestling you've got something new like aew but now you're really high in comics you're really high highlighting uh independent creators and their stories mm-hmm. and it's a fresh take on on wrestling just like, or on excuse me on books just like aew or lucha underground was a fresh take on yeah. wrestling oh yeah dude i love lucha underground like yeah. it was great that was such a great show i really enjoyed it yeah i was really sad when that when it got uh, when it was over i was just like oh man come I on i just feel bad <laughs> of what they did to ricochet like prince puma was amazing ricochet yeah <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, what did you do to that guy? <laughs> they just got a habit. WWE just has a bad habit of burying people, and I, I really wish. Uh, you know what, yeah. Bob? Can can you and Kevin go and, and apply for WWE, please, and get me some good stories out of that thing? I'll change. I'll try my best. All right, I would. I would appreciate it. You know, I I know Freddie Prince Jr.'s written for him, and and he's, you know, he he's a fan, so he understands it. But you know, just. Sorry, buddy. It's just the writing. The writing over there just sucks. <laughs> I mean, you know what, man? I mean, they, I don't know, man. I think they do the best they can. They do the best. Be honest, I think, I think I mean, they've uh, always kind of had a little bit of a, of a problem with writing, uh, you know, as head writers and things like that over there, at least at the WWE and back then WWF. Um you know what was the dude's name? Was it Vince Russo who was uh yeah, 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 yeah. that guy? I mean, he he had some his hand in some of the good matches back then, but on he a pers- on did. a personal level, that guy <laughs> is <laughs> that guy's just something else. But anyway, uh, to wrap it all up. Um, we appreciate you coming on and hanging out, hanging out with us, talking comics, wrestling, all the good stuff that you love. Uh, Metal Shark, bro. I'm excited to to check uh, volume two out. Where can everybody find you uh, online? Anywhere that they want to find you? Um, Twitter. I'm on Twitter at uh, B France, F R A N T Z 1 9. I'm on Facebook, just Bob France. Um, you can hit Metal Shark Bro is on Facebook, uh, Metal Shark Bro. I don't think we have a Twitter account. But yeah, man. And like, like I said, just um, Twitter is probably the best place. Uh, B France 19. And then, uh, yeah, man, we're just gonna we're just gonna run this thing out. We're gonna run this thing out. Awesome, man. And what else do you got coming up? We we know you got uh, Metal Shark Bro Volume Two coming. Up. Anything else coming out from you? Man, we're Kevin and I are busy promoting and pitching and working, and we've got a lot of stuff. We're working on a book right now with um, um, Tony Gregory, who's wonderful. Uh, called Dust Pirates. We're in the process of pitching that. We've got another book who sh- that should be coming out later this year with Drew Moss called Chase the Moon through Scout Comics. Yeah, uh, we're just we're just working on stuff, man. Like we're just we're just keeping on, keeping on. Like the Metal Shark Bro stuff is is really great, and we've been really happy with the way it's working out. So uh, right now we're just kind of promoting that because that's where we are. So Sweet. Metal Shark Bro Volume Two. I, I guess you could order it now. Yeah. Um, so go to your local comic shop or email them or hit them up or do your app thing, previewsworld.com and search for Metal Shark Bro Two. It is out. I guess you can order it and do that. Do that. Yeah. Yeah. I I, don't, I can't stress enough to tell everybody. Hey, go out there, still order these things because I mean, if it's still up, why not? Right. Yeah, dude, I didn't even know it was even out. I had no idea because it's just like the the whole world stopped. So I don't know, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, we appreciate you coming on, hanging out with us. Of course, dude. Thank you guys for having me. I appreciate it. Hey, thanks again for hanging out with us here on The House of Indy. I'm Joey Galvez and Albert Morales. Albert Morales.